0: hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the life of a fashion student podcast with me your host christina ang you guys will have to excuse me this episode because it's allergy season and my voice is a little raspy and so is my nose it's a little clogged today so You guys might hear that throughout this episode, but I'll try to cut it out as much as possible for you guys. Anyway, today's episode of the podcast is actually an idea from one of you guys, so definitely keep those episode ideas coming so you can have your idea talked about on one of these episodes. If you guys can tell from the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about finding inspiration. And I feel like this can literally be applied to anything, not just creative majors, because I mean, we all need some sort of inspiration in our lives to pursue whatever we're doing. I really hope you guys do find this episode interesting and helpful, especially during a time like this where I'm sure a lot of you are not feeling motivated or inspired at all. I mean, I'll be the first to say that I definitely have been feeling a little less motivated and inspired during quarantine, but there are some times, especially for my assignments for school and stuff, like writing podcast episodes where I have to kind of re-inspire myself or else, I'm just simply not gonna get anything done. So for today's episode, I wanted to kind of give you guys a little insight as to what are some of my biggest inspirations for the work that I do and then also providing you guys with some helpful advice about finding your inspiration when you're not feeling particularly inspired. Also, I'm really excited because I wanted to try something new with these podcast episodes where I can get you guys involved in it as well. So at the end of this episode, I'll actually be reading and answering some questions that you guys have asked me on Instagram and I think this is just a great way for you guys to get the chance to know me better and get your questions answered if you're curious about something so yeah i won't do this for every episode but if you guys have any questions for me send me a dm and i'll choose some to answer for every few episodes and whenever i just feel like answering questions on this podcast so getting back to the main theme of this podcast episode which is about finding inspiration and i think over the past few years i've come to find the things around me that truly inspire me the most and i kind of wanted to share that with you guys I have three main themes of where I find my inspiration for the work that I do and I wanted to share it with y'all so let's get right on into it. So my first source of inspiration can really be found in my background in STEM and specifically science and mathematics. Now this may sound completely random or just plain weird if you don't already listen to my podcast episodes but going back to my very first podcast episode... The reason why I describe myself as having a background in STEM is because for my high school experience, I went to a specialized high school that focuses specifically on science and math. And the school I went to was called the Bronx High School of Science and it's literally in the name so you can definitely make out how science and math driven it was. Now I always talk a lot about this when I'm explaining myself as a designer or even just as a person, but my background going to an all STEM school really did have a big impact on me. Not to mention, I even wrote all my college essays and supplements about this fact as well. All those times when I was in high school and doing all the math and science, taking AP classes and kind of getting the best grades that I could, made me realize a lot about myself as a person. And I think that it did significantly impact the way that I look at my designs now. A lot of the time when I was in high school, I'd always complain about how I didn't want to be doing science anymore or how I felt like I wasn't following my dream. But looking back at it, if I had never... Had the background that I did go into Bronx Science, I would have never been doing the work that I'm doing now as a student designer. I feel like all those years in a STEM driven school has taught me things like how to think analytically, how to innovate, and kind of think outside the box, and just using other methods of thinking when it comes to applying disciplines within my work. So, like I always say, and one of my biggest life lessons to people is everything happens for a reason, and I truly think that. All that time in a science high school was necessary for me to become the person i am now when i go head on into a project or an assignment i have the luxury of looking at it in another perspective than other people that may not have had the same background in science and math science and design are very heavily related and i never really came to realize that until the beginning of my freshman year at parsons where my professors taught me how to view my work in another angle I feel like when I'm doing something, whether it be designing, sketching, or whatever it is that's creative, I look at the problem and attempt to fix it with a solution that is somewhat STEM-based or characterized. And I love it because it just makes my work different with some of my peers. I actually wanted to share with you guys one of my past projects this semester that really applied to what I'm talking about right now. So for my design studio class, we were told to design a collection that was design using the methods of another discipline other than fashion design. So other disciplines could, you know, include being a philosopher, a chemist, or a biologist, or a marine biologist, and whatever discipline we could possibly think of, basically. So what really stoked me about this project was being able to let this part of my identity shine, where I was interested in things like chemistry and biology, and of course, I kind of put those two disciplines together and actually did biochemistry for my specific chosen discipline. But getting back to my point, choosing biochemistry as my discipline for this project really allowed me to look at my designs in the eyes of a biochemist and this project for me was really special because I got to show my professor my passion for STEM-related themes and ideas. So another main inspiration that I would have to say that drives who I am as an artist and designer is My desire to solve social issues through what I make and you guys are probably like um that's crazy specific to be considered an inspiration and honestly I thought that too. So that's when I started to look back at my work that I was doing and the work that I'm currently doing and I realized all the work that I put out there I always have this end goal of problem solving and solving issues. So some can be small issues, some can be large issues, but the main point of it is, I loved solving problems. I think most of you can recall the moment when you're asked, what does fashion mean to you? And most people, not all, but most people say that they see fashion as a means of self-expression and whatnot. But for me, I always say that fashion is kind of a means of problem solving. So sorry if this is starting to sound really cliche and wishy-washy and stuff, but I'm not saying that everyone needs to follow this, but... When I design myself, I always try to direct my creativity into ways where I can solve problems through it. I didn't really start noticing this until my first semester of sophomore year at Parsons, which is apparently when all my epiphanies started happening, but I did realize that I was kind of doing it subconsciously, and what I mean by that is I wasn't trying to force my work into fitting the mold of solving issues or solving problems, but somehow my work just always found its way there, if that makes any sense. And I really wouldn't realize it until the end when I was done with the project. Um, But I love the feeling of being able to help and alleviate real life problems through, you know, what I was making. I knew I had to be super cautious with sharing this with you guys because I don't want you guys to think in any way that if you're not solving problems with your work, you're doing it wrong because that's not true at all. We all do our own work for our own reasons, so never feel pressured that... Everything you do has to have a meaning to it. Just wanted to put that out there because even I know that there is a lot of pressure, not just even in the fashion industry, but in any any industry to create with a purpose. So another big inspiration that I wanted to share with you guys is actually my identity as a twin. And I'm sure most of you listening to this already know that I have a twin sister. But if you didn't already know, I do have an identical twin sister and her name is Alex, short for Alexandria. So I feel like I don't have to... Even mention this at all but I did want to share with you guys a person to me who inspires me to do what I do and make what I make and as you can imagine my sister has been one of my biggest inspirations in my life because she's just always been there for me and we've been together since you know we were born actually technically before that because we were together in the womb but anyway I actually found that without even doing it intentionally I based a lot of my work off of my identity of being a twin and I feel like it somehow has informed me a lot about what I do. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but that kind of leads me into some of my own quote-unquote advice that I have for you guys listening on how to find your own personal inspirations for your work. I would say the biggest advice that I have for you guys searching for your own methods of inspiration would be by looking back at yourself and really finding what makes you unique and letting that shine through within your work. And I think we all have that unique perspective on things based on our backgrounds and what our pasts are so i feel like that's something that you have to use to your advantage especially when it comes to doing your own work because the truth is why would you ever want your work to look like somebody else's i mean you shouldn't so other than offering you advice like go on pinterest and instagram to find inspiration i'm really telling you all of you guys to instead look at yourselves and your own lives for inspiration rather than the lives of other people and even think about your passions because those things can be really inspiring as well. So I'm sure you guys know I'm a very passionate advocate of sustainability in all aspects of life, but especially in fashion and I love to tell that story through the clothes that I make and the work that I put out there. So yeah, I hope that little spiel really helped you guys out in terms of inspiring you guys to find your own inspirations within yourselves. And as promised, I wanted to answer some questions that you guys asked when I put out a little Instagram poll. So I found like around four to five questions that I'm going to be answering. And the reason why it's not that many questions before you guys ask me why I'm only answering four is because I kind of felt like providing pretty thorough answers to the questions you guys asked me. So that's why I'm doing, you know, quality over quantity and therefore I'm doing like four or five. So here they are. So the first question I received was, what are some obstacles you've run into and how you overcame them? I chose this question because I think a lot of the times on this podcast, I'm talking about some of my highlights of my journey to my career and like all the positive moments, but I realized that I don't often tell you guys about some of the obstacles that I've had to run into to get to where I am um, right now. And there isn't one obstacle in specific that I wanted to talk about. It's more like a lot of general obstacles that I've come to face and A lot of it has to do with obstacles within myself so personally one of the biggest obstacles that I've noticed within myself has been the fact that I'm never really satisfied and I'm sure I've talked about this topic in one of my older episodes but the truth of the matter is a lot of the times from an outside perspective you can see that I am a hard worker with somewhat a good amount of experience or whatever but in some ways I never feel like I'm satisfied and it's not to say I don't like my life or my job or any of the things that I'm doing it's just that everything I take on it feels more like instant gratification rather than allowing me to like enjoy a long-term period of happiness and I didn't really notice this about myself until like a couple of years ago when I started getting hungrier and hungrier for more internships and job experiences because I wasn't satisfied with the status that I was like currently in at the moment and honestly this could be taken both ways because For me, it's been both good and bad. Good in a sense that it really pushes me to find new things and to keep pushing myself to never settle down in one thing. But on the other hand, also, it's like I'm constantly asking myself, when will I truly be satisfied? And that is what kind of scares me about my career path as of now. Because even though I am satisfied now and enjoying what I'm doing both in my life and career, I'm just afraid I'll reach that point again where I'm telling my own body to take on more. And to be frank, it's exhausting. So to answer the second part of that question, how have I overcome it, I don't necessarily think I have truly overcome it per se, but I can definitely say that I am on the right track and really working on changing my thinking when it comes to satisfaction and happiness and i feel like now more than ever i'm doing things that i genuinely truly love and am passionate about so that's what's keeping me satisfied at the moment and super happy so i hope that answers that question okay okay so on to the next question that i thought was really suiting to answer on this podcast as well is what is your goal career-wise So I love this question because when I went to look at my Instagram and saw this one, it really did make me think a little bit and it also made me realize that I don't 100% know what I want to do career-wise. So if you asked me this exact question like one year ago, I would have without a doubt said that my career goal was to be a fashion entrepreneur with my own brand and blah 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 but to be completely honest with you guys, I don't know if that's really my one end goal as of now. I feel like what I wanted to do a year ago and what I want to do now is so completely different and the reason why I say I don't know what my goal is career-wise is because I'm sure it can change again within the next few years. I can definitely tell you guys that my career goals are definitely planted in the fashion industry, like I want to literally live, breathe, and work my ass off in this industry for the rest of my life and I feel like I've seen both the good and the bad of what it has to offer as of lately, especially working with my internship right now, I feel very strongly about sustainability in this industry and I'm very confident that this could be where my future is headed in terms of fashion. But yeah, super happy I was able to answer this question because I know a lot of people knew me as the girl who wanted to be a designer and start her own brand, but it seems like you know what we think we want to be is not always what we end up being. The next question that I really thought would be helpful to answer for you guys on this podcast was how to get a start in the fashion industry when you don't live in major areas like NYC or LA. So I think this question is so important because a lot of the times where you're located can really make or break the connections and opportunities that are allotted to you because not everyone can just be traveling all around the world all the time. So my biggest tip for this question is to start by really making your name in the industry And building your outreach in your own city and I think this is a great tip but it's also a very bold one because it really is a lot of work to build your name from the ground up especially if you live in an area that may not be as congested and lively and involved in the fashion industry as New York City or LA to be honest this can be interpreted in so many ways but the basic gist of what I'm saying is to think about what you would want to do in a city like new york city or la and whatever that is do that exact same thing but in your own city slash area like yes la and new york may have bigger and more notable companies and brands that people know about but sometimes i think we have to remember that it's not all about the name it it just really isn't it's about the experience so if you make a start for yourself in the fashion industry in a different area that may not be as major that is equally just as amazing and. I think sometimes you really underestimate just how well the people of the fashion industry have their ears to the ground. So everyone basically hears about everyone and if you're making a real difference, people will notice you. So wherever you are in the world, if you want to get a start in the fashion industry, work for it and then soon enough, when you're granted that opportunity to go to New York City or LA, they'll already be talking about you and know who you are just by what you did when you lived somewhere else. Another thing, it's probably like more of an advantage to be in a less major area of the world because then there's less saturation and less competition in that area for jobs in the fashion industry. So that's just my own take on this question, but really, I don't think where you live should discourage you from doing anything different from what you really want to do. But I mean, I can't really say much because I am a fashion major who is grateful enough to be living and working in one of the, you know, major fashion capitals of the world. The next and last question I wanted to answer for you guys on here was, since you're a fashion major, how does working from home impact your studies? I feel like I literally get asked this question every day, so I don't mind answering it once again for this podcast. And it's not a shocker to anyone, but obviously it's a little bit challenging as a fashion major to be working from home rather than um, in school with a hands-on studio experience. Of course, everyone has their own preferences on how it's going for them, but I personally do have much to say on this topic. So one of the biggest impacts it has had on me so far has definitely been um, my motivation levels. This is just, it's like a different vibe when I'm working from home and some days I'm feeling really inspired and I'm doing creative work for hours on end with with little breaks but there are some other days where I'm not feeling inspired at all and I actually just feel like I want to put everything down and kind of cry. And the biggest challenge for me has been dealing with these very one-sided emotions. I always have days that are either one or the other never just really in between and especially with the amount of assignments that are building up over quarantine i just feel like i'm at that point now where the professors are forcing me to get my creative work done which is never a good thing so what i mean by that is i'm not really working on it and doing it for myself i'm doing it just to get the project done obviously i say this like all the time in my podcast episodes now but i'm definitely focusing on my own passion projects which is a result of some of this extra time i am getting now from not having to do school work all the time this is like a good and a bad thing because yes i am finally getting to do the things that i want to do and love but also i'm neglecting my school studies a little bit because there just isn't time for both and not to mention i also work a full-time internship too There's also no surprise that getting materials and resources for my work from home projects has been a little bit of a pain and it is definitely impacting my studies by utilizing time and money that I just don't really have. So yeah, that's where I stand with that question, but hopefully soon enough we can all leave our isolation bubbles in a safe manner and, you know, finally interact with the people that we love and care about. So guys, that is officially the end of today's podcast episode. I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing just a small reminder that if you're not already it would really mean a lot to me to show some support on the podcast instagram which you can find in the description of this podcast along with my own personal instagram if you want to follow that too And if you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them and I can't encourage this enough because I love talking to you guys and everyone who's a listener. So if you reach out to me, I'll definitely write back as I've been doing. Also, if you want your questions featured on one of these podcast episodes, write to me in my DMs and ask me the question and I'll keep them for the next episode where I'm going to answer some questions. Anyway, see you on the next episode of The Life of a Fashion Student podcast.